Hey guys, welcome to the Swerve Church Podcast. My name is Danny, the lead pastor. I pray that the message that you're about to hear is encouraging, uplifting, and honestly challenging as well. I want to invite you to join us in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub at 239 Stanhope Street, or catch church online at 11 a.m. on our YouTube or Facebook page. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I pray that you're blessed by today's message and that it helps draw you closer to Jesus. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. We want to remain connected to him because apart from him, we cannot survive. When Jesus mentions this in John chapter 15, he more than likely had a grapevine in mind. I like to imagine he might have even been close by a vineyard when he gave this object lesson to the disciples. He teaches them that in order for them to bear fruit, they have to remain connected to him. Looking at the grapevine, this would make perfect sense. Because in order for them to enjoy the wine produced by the grapes, the grapes would have to grow. And in order for the grapes to grow, they would have to be attached to a branch. And in order for a branch to sustain and produce fruit, it would have to be connected to the vine. And what Paul wanted for the Galatians in the passage that we read last week, is what we want for ourselves, to have Christ be formed in us. We want to be deeply formed. And he writes this in Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. My children, I am again suffering labor pains for you until Christ is formed in you. And this is exactly what I'm praying for you and myself this new year. That we would grow in Christ and mature as followers of Jesus. That Christ would be formed in us, that we might be deeply formed. That we might be so rooted in Christ that it changes the way we think and act. That it would be so prevalent that the presence of Christ in our lives would be palpable to our neighbors and the people around us. That they might see Christ in and through us. The question is, how do we become deeply formed? The good news is that we have some tools that we can access to help us in growing deep roots and remaining connected to Christ. What I would like for you to do is look at these tools as rhythms to build into your life. We all have rhythms. For example, your morning rhythm might be to brush your teeth, run on the treadmill, take a shower, and enjoy a cup of coffee. Or your evening rhythm might be to read a few pages of a book, call your parents, watch an episode of something, and then go to sleep. We all have these rhythms that we've built into our lives. What if we could intentionally build some rhythms into our lives that could help us become deeply rooted in Christ? That's what we're talking about today. And we have four rhythms, okay? And here's the first rhythm I encourage you to build into your life. Uh, Number one, it's the rhythm of prayer. Prayer is a mystery because it's a personal connection that we have with God. The Bible says that because of Jesus, we have access to God. We have a direct line to heaven. Uh, Not only that we can communicate with God, but that that when we do, He listens and He responds. Paul writes on prayer in the book of Ephesians in chapter 6, And he says this, Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. A simplified version of understanding prayer is that prayer is conversation with God. And conversation allows us to build intimacy and trust. Think about your human relationships. The people you have the most meaningful relationships with are the ones that you communicate with the most. Through conversation, relationship is built. And we're invited to have this level of intimacy with God through prayer. 
Yet oftentimes we don't exercise it. Want to grow in intimacy with God? What's your prayer life like? Do you spend time in prayer? Are you presenting your requests to God? Are you casting your cares to Him? In our human relationships, when communication fades, so does the relationship. There's a lack of intimacy and honesty in communication. So little micro decisions are made that eventually leads to two people being an ocean's length apart. And it's the same thing with prayer. Without prayer, there's a lack of intimacy, honesty, and communication. I can always tell whether or not a person has been praying because of the decisions that are made. Think about some of the most foolish decisions that you've made in life. Think about some of your biggest mistakes and regrets. You realize that for the most part, much of what happened was because you bypassed God and did things on your own. You decided to not even petition the God of the universe for XYZ decision. But if we want to be deeply formed, we must develop this rhythm of prayer. Allow it to be a daily rhythm. Allow it to be a regular rhythm of your everyday life. Pray at all times, as Paul wrote to the Ephesians. When you wake up, before you go to sleep, before you eat a meal, in between work meetings, while you're switching classes, on the commute, to the, tr- on the commute, on the train to school, build a rhythm of prayer. Every Monday, our church doors are open for you to come and pray before you go to work. If this helps you to intentionally carve out some time to pray, join us on a Monday morning at 8 a.m. There's no program. Just come in, set up a chair, find a spot, and communicate and commune with God. But you don't need to come to church to communicate with God through prayer. Because of Jesus, you have direct access to God. To be deeply formed, we want to develop a rhythm of prayer. The next rhythm that we want to develop is this. You can write this down in your notes. Rhythm number two is a rhythm of rest. New York City does not know how to do rest. After all, this is the city that never what? That never sleeps. And what that means is that what gets rewarded professionally is how many hours you can cram into a week, how many projects you can tackle, how many phone calls you can get through, how many weekends you can cover. Yet what we see God intrinsically hardwire into his creation is the idea and the need for rest. Even from the beginning of time, The precedent is set by God Himself. He creates everything in six days, and on the seventh day, He rests. Not because He needed to rest, but to set a precedent for us that we were not designed to be on all the time. I'll admit that this is something that I don't know how to do very well at all. I'm a workhorse, and when my mind is fixed on something, on accomplishing something, the neurons fire up, the adrenaline kicks in, and I'm all in in that direction. I had a mentor who would remind me of this all the time. He'd say, Danny, when do you have some time off? Where, where, where you're not dreaming, where you're not scheming, where you're not working or serving, just some time to rest and recharge. You know, I love the encouragement that he would give me. I hate it when he held me accountable to this part. I knew he'd ask me, but it led me to taking, seri- taking this seriously and being intentional in creating rhythms of rest. And he used to tell me, Danny, we want you for the long haul. You can't have a long life of ministry if you're burnt out. I know some of you are like me in that sense as well. This is a rhythm that you need to build into your life, much like I do. This is something that we see modeled in Jesus' life as well. And it was even something that he tried to help his disciples build into their lives. There's a time in the Gospel of Mark where Jesus and the disciples were so overwhelmed by ministry and serving people. They were doing great work, but Jesus realized that they needed their batteries recharged. So check this out. He does this. He said to them, 
come away by yourselves to a remote place and rest for a while. For many people were coming along and they did not even have time to eat. Jesus realized that they had been going a million miles a minute, so they had to create time and space to rest. We were never designed to be constantly on. If we want to be deeply formed, it requires us to build into our life rhythms of rest. So hey, do you have intentional rhythms of rest built into your life? By the way, usually rest doesn't happen accidentally. It needs to be intentionally built in and even scheduled. And trust me, nobody knows more about how difficult this is than me. But here's what I know. There's still work to be done. There's still neighbors that don't know Jesus yet. There's disciples to be made, leaders to be trained, a mission to be accomplished. And I don't know about you, but I want to have a long life of faithful ministry for Jesus to my community. And the only way that it can happen is if I'm deeply connected to Jesus. And the only way I can remain connected is if I'm intentionally building a rhythm of rest into my life. Here's rhythm number three. You can write this down. The rhythm of Bible reading. The Bible is the very words of God passed down to us. The Bible says of itself that it is living and active, that it is profitable for us, that it is a lamp that lights our path. You know, the Center of Bible Engagement, they compiled some research findings about the Bible. And in this poll, they surveyed over 40,000 people and they learned some amazing information. Check this out. People that regularly read the Bible are 30% less likely to feel lonely. 32% less likely to have anger issues. Alcoholism dropped by 57%. Sex outside of marriage dropped by 68%. And feeling spiritually stagnant dropped by 60%. In other words, there are some real world benefits to reading the Bible. But of course, we already know this because this is what the Bible claims about itself. Look at this lengthy passage that David writes in the book of Psalms. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold and an abundance of pure gold and sweeter than honey dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them and in keeping them, there is an abundant reward. If we want to be deeply formed by Christ, then we need to get into the book that's all about Christ. We need to read the word of God. We need to study the Word of God. We need to work on committing Scripture to memory. You know, I love all the tools that we have available to us to help us with Bible reading. My favorite being the Bible app. Through the Bible app, not only do you have multiple translations of the Bible to read through, but you also have access to Bible reading plans and devotionals to help you with your reading. So you really have no excuse. You can read your Bible on the train, heading to work or school. You can pick it up and read it in bed before you go to sleep. If you're driving, you can have the Bible read to you. All of this for absolutely free. We have access to the life-giving, life-altering Word of God, so why not pick it up and read it? Build a rhythm of Bible reading into your life and see that, like the psalmist said, it is sweeter than honey dripping from a honeycomb and that there is an abundant reward for keeping His commands. The last rhythm that we're going to talk about today is super important, number four, and it's the rhythm of consistency. You can, you can view consistency as small, slow, and steady steps in the same direction. It's building upon what you did yesterday without giving up. It's progress over time. It's playing the long game. 
Now think about any hobby that you have or any sport that you play. The first day that you pick up a new hobby, you're horrible at it. I remember when I first wanted to um, do get into photography and I, I ordered a, a camera and I didn't know what to do with it. It had all these buttons and switches and settings and functions. I had no idea. But I began to learn the instrument. I began to watch videos and learn what the different settings did. I learned about lighting and composure and aperture settings and shutter speeds and all these things that if you're not into photography, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But over time, with practice, being consistent, learning the craft, and actually going out to shoot photos, I began to get better at the hobby. And if we want to become deeply rooted, it's going to require us to remain consistent. And this was Paul's encouragement in the letter to the Corinthians. Check out what Paul wrote. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Paul's advice is to be steadfast, immovable, always excelling. In other words, progressing and moving forward in Christ. We want to build consistency in our walk with Christ in order to be deeply formed. And this is what building a rhythm is all about. It's ingraining these things regularly and consistently so that we can continue growing deeper and deeper roots in Christ. Our walk with Christ is a lifelong journey, not a trip to the corner store. We want to build longevity into our connectedness to Christ. And the only way to do that is through faithful plowing in the same direction. And a resource that God has so graciously given us in order to build this rhythm, maybe the most important resource in this regard, is right here. It's your church family. God has placed you and the people around you to help lock arms and steadily move in the direction of being deeply formed. It's within the context of family that we can encourage each other in growth and maturity. In fact, did you know that 59 times in the New Testament we are called to one another statements? Things like love one another, serve one another, honor one another, greet one another, carry one another's burdens, and on and on. And that means that part of building rhythms of consistency is heavily dependent on rhythms of family. And this means that a huge part of the equation to your growth and maturity as a follower of Christ is directly connected to the relationships you have around you, primarily in and through the local church. So, is it important to go to church? Absolutely. Is it necessary for salvation? Not at all. We're saved by grace through faith in Jesus. But is it necessary for your growth and maturity as a follower of Jesus? Yes, it is. It is in the context of family that we can hold each other accountable. We can spur one another on to love and good deeds. We can learn the word together. We can worship together. We can cry together. And we can help one another grow in the rhythm of consistency as we become deeply formed. As we conclude our time, let me share what makes us a family. Because in this room, online, we have people from different backgrounds, ethnicities, socioeconomic status, education levels, and so on. And perhaps we wouldn't be caught dead together if it wasn't for one thing that makes us family, and that's Jesus. If you pick up the rhythm of Bible reading, then you will learn that the Bible teaches us that we are all sinners by nature and choice. And because of our sin, we cannot stand before a holy and righteous God, which means apart from intervention, we're headed for destruction and eternal separation from God. But God, who is rich in mercy, He intervenes by entering His creation in the person and work of Jesus. 
Jesus lives a perfect and sinless life, upholding all of God's law and commands, making Him the perfect sacrifice on behalf of mankind. He's put on an unjust trial and then led to the cross where He dies a bloody death. Every whip, every lash, every punishment meant for you and me. And on that cross, He bears the weight of the sin of the world, of your sin, of my sin, until He hangs His head and dies. And they place His body in the tomb until three days later, when He conquered Satan's sin and death, and He rose from the grave, His death fully satisfying the wrath of God and His resurrection granting us forgiveness of sin and new life. And now, because of Jesus, anyone who accepts this free gift of grace made available by God can experience forgiveness of sin, new life, and an eternity in the presence of our Father. And when we do, we become adopted into the family of God, where God is our Father and we become His adopted children, making us a new family. And in order to be a part of this family, all you need to do is accept God's free gift of grace through Jesus. There's nothing you can do to earn it. You just receive it. Guys, I, I want us to be deeply formed this new year. I want this for myself, and I pray that you want this for yourself as well. In order to grow deep roots, we've got some rhythms that we want to develop. We've got the rhythm of prayer. We have a direct line with God through prayer so we can communicate, and this communication helps build intimacy and relationship. We've got the rhythm of rest. We were never designed to go 100 miles per hour all the time. Rest is a gift from God for us. It proves that we don't have everything under our control, but God does, so we rest. We've got the rhythm of Bible reading. It's the very words of God for us that is living and active. If you want to know God and know His design for life, then guess what? Get into the Bible. And we've got the rhythm of consistency. It's steady obedience in the same direction. And the greatest resource that we have to help us with consistency is one another. It's your church family. You want to be deeply formed? Want to have Christ deeply formed in you? I encourage you to develop these rhythms to help you stay connected to Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we want to be deeply formed, God. And so we pray that you help us to develop these rhythms into our daily lives. God, thank you for the gift of prayer. What a gift to be able to communicate and commune with you. And that when we speak, you listen. So God, teach us to pray and align our hearts with yours. I thank you for your word. Speak to us through your word. Give us understanding and insight that it might be a lamp unto our feet and a light for our path. And thank you for the gift of community. Help us to submit to community, to help hold accountable and humility to be held accountable, to love and serve one another as you so graciously have loved and served us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, I truly pray and hope that you were challenged and encouraged by today's message. I want to take a second to invite you to join us in person. We're gathering this Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Swerve Hub, 239 Stanhope Street, right here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And come on over, join us, come to the Swerve Hub. Let's worship together. Let's get together. Let's worship God together. Let's learn and grow together. Let's fellowship together. Why don't you come on out and join us in person this Sunday?